Ruckus Avenue Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Aesthetic Soundwaves is in association with Ruckus Avenue Radio. Go check them out at www.ruckusavenueradio.com. That's Ruckus, spelled R-U-K-U-S. And, like always, proudly supported by Dilla's Delights in downtown Detroit, 242 John R. Street. Make sure to go check them out. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. Holding the phone receiver tightly against his ear, Von Vogelsang said, I don't hear anything, not even a dial tone. Now I hear a little static, as if from a great distance, very faint. He held the receiver out to Joe, who took it and also listened. He, too, heard only the far-off static. From thousands of miles away, he thought, eerie. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another special episode of Aesthetic Soundwaves. I am your man, Glass. And that reading right there came out of Philip K. Dick's Ubik. Yes, I've been hanging that novel a lot this season. It kind of hit to the heart in a lot of ways. But I think good intro to show today because we are shortwaving with Glass. Yes, we are shortwaving today. Very special episode. I will get back into that in a minute. But that reading part came out of page 104 right there. So, first and foremost, shout-outs, obviously, to Ruckus Avenue Radio. Much appreciated, much respect. Thank you so much. Appreciate everything. Same for Dilla's Delights. Man, respect, mad respect. Shout out Uncle Herm. Obviously, Dilla Dog, right? The Yancey family, everyone involved in this process of preserving the legacy, shall we say. Thank you so much. City of Detroit, for the love and support you give me. And, uh, you know, try to pay it the ba- best <laughs> uh, I can back to everyone here. And, of course, the Dilla's Delights crew. My bad. Forgot to shout you guys out there. And of uh, world, whole entire world. I'm not going to designate any specific places outside of that today because today is, as I said, um, I've been wanting to do this episode for about two seasons now, and I never did it because I wanted to get it done right, and I was kind of afraid. I didn't know how people were going to react. So... For me, I had to take time to think about how I was going to approach this. So basically, in short, what I'm doing today is after some introductions and some things, 
I'm going to play you a session of some recorded shortwave transmissions that I recorded about a few weeks ago, I'm going to say now, on a late night. It was about, I, I don't know, 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning when I recorded this. I probably should have waited till 2 in the morning. The best transmissions come around 12 to 3, but 1 to 2 you get a lot. So, needless to say, some of this I might mix in. I don't know. I'll see how I feel when I get to the cutting board because it's just one lawn session. Or not that lawn, depending on how I cut it. But either way, we'll see. That being said, though, I want to... Uh, before I get into anything today... Well, actually, you know what? Main reasoning for doing this show today, and I'm going to get into it, but... Obviously, we picked out from last episode, I put out noise music on there, right? As just another way of enhancing the mind or the idea of sound more, right? Now, this, folks, is how I originally... Well, okay. When I was a kid, I grew up with a father who was a ham operator and also shortwave. You know, my dad was, as most people know at this point, I've said, from Peru, you know. And his way of hearing what was happening in the world when he wasn't there from his part of the, his part of the world and in various other parts of the country was turning on a shortwave radio and we would hear other transmissions coming from whatever country it was, whether it be South America, Central America, Asia, Africa. And I'll get into this a little bit on, further on, but pretty much it was the Internet before the Internet was even invented. This was the original way the world communicated. So, that being said, from a young age, I was raised with hearing transmissions, you know, people tuning in and speaking to each other and it's one of those things that stuck with me you know for many many years so when I hear these things it's because it's been ingrained and embedded for so long and because of that AS really wouldn't exist a lot of people I'm saying this a little early in the show when I wanted to say it later but I didn't want to babble but Maybe better get it done now, but AS really would be non-existent without any of these shortwave sounds that I've recorded from the past. And these are just tuning on the radio, or turning on the radio, excuse me, tuning in and getting sounds. I didn't have to go into any fancy computer program or to any machine. Well, I did, but I didn't have to manipulate these by myself. This was sounds coming from what was automatically given. I just have to edit and turn it down a little, right? <laughs> so, that being said, you know, these are authentic and they're coming from the actual source. No manipulation other than one or two little things I do, right? So that being said, it I'm giving you a piece of history because as I said, a lot of the things that come from this show come from pure shortwave static transmissions I've been recording for years. And it was the only time that I used them. Little did I know I was going to use them in a show years down the road. That's the, that's the ironic twist on this. Either way. Um, so, 
Here's what I'm going to do, though, before I go any further into this cut. I am first going to read you some light history on this. And I ain't going to lie to you. My source, I did pull stuff off Wikipedia. I know, not always the most trustworthy, right? I know. But as a general idea, you know, this kind of gets it out. You guys can look it up, and there's other sources that I would have been two weeks into this, right? And I'm already in my mind behind, but to give you an idea about shortwave radios. So first, I want to get into some light history today. And for, for my first part, excuse me. So let me just get into this. This comes off, obviously, I said uh, in wikipedia.org slash wiki slash shortwave radio. Okay, you guys can look this up, info up also, if you feel like you need to. Shortwave radio transmissions use shortwave radio frequencies. Common sense, of course. We all know that. Why? Because, well, shortwaves travel faster for various reasons. Um, shortwaves, SW, include high frequencies and middle frequency bands. Okay, so those are known. If I use acronyms here, I'm going to be using SW for shortwave, HF for high frequency, and MF no, not that MF, <laughs> for middle frequencies. Um, so, shortwave ends at highest level of HF. Okay, pretty much, pretty much. Radio waves are in shortwave band, or sh excuse me, radio waves are in the shortwave band, are reflected and retracted, retracted into the ionosphere. Okay, so because of that, Right? There's a lot of ways you can manipulate waves as we know, right? In any form, in any form. But when it comes to electronic signals and in radio waves, there is something called Skywave. I've touched a little bit on this before in an episode called Skywave Jammers. You should probably know about it if you've heard it already. But that comes from this. Skywave, or skip propagation, is the act of directing SW signals at an angle into the sky. Then it is reflected back to the Earth. Because of this reaction, signals, signals can travel very long distances in a short amount of time. Shortwave can be used for voice and or music, much like the original AM, which AM in essence is shortwave too, just on the smaller frequency scale. Shortwave originated during the early 20th century. Radio spectrum was separated into long waves and medium waves, LW and MW. Shortwaves marked the upper limit of the medium wave at that time, which was 1,500 kilohertz at the time. And now it's higher than that. It's actually, um, what, near 1,900, almost 2,000, something like that. So... I've spoken about this gentleman before. I did this on an episode. I think it was episode 8, episode 9. But the pioneer of radio. Guglielmo Marconi, pioneer of radio, in September of 1924, transmitted the first long-distant transmissions of shortwave signals from Poldhu to Beirut. From amateur radio operators to hobbyists, Shortwave radio uses and reasons of existing are endless. Most importantly, they are the original internet before the internet. 
the original method and way the world connected with each other electronically years ago and still now. I said that in the beginning intro, but I kind of had to say it verbatim outside of my notes, right, as I'm reading. So, pretty much states the brief history. I mean, you think about it, there's a lot of things that make shortwave very interesting and enticing to hobbyists and everyone around. I'll get to that in a little bit, but I want to read some other things, though. Uh, reasons, recent scenarios, and advantages of shortwave radios. So first, I'm going to start off with recent emergencies and or disasters that ham operators were used in. First and foremost, uh, one of the biggest disasters that they're usually known for, at least here in the United States and worldwide, I guess you could say, but tornadoes and hurricanes, tsunamis, all that stuff right there encompassed they use a lot of they use ham operators and reasoning why uh actually recently too i think the most recent hurricane in puerto rico i was reading something on that i was trying to do the research but couldn't pull that much up back to point though hurricane maria in 2017 2017 excuse me red cross dispatched 50 hams to puerto rico Boston Marathon bombing, after the cell phone systems became overloaded. Hurricane Ike, 2008, the 2008 Sichuan earthquake, 2004 Indian, Earth, Indian Ocean earthquake and tsunami. We all very much remember that one. Uh, well, wherever we were, that was major, right? Now, this one I have started for reason. I'm going back to it. But Hurricane Katrina, 2005, right? North American blackouts, 2003, and, of course, 9-11. Now, Hurricane Katrina, there was more than 1,000 hams from the entire U.S. that went to the Gulf Coast. Gulf Coast. My stuttering issue is coming out today. I apologize. <laughs> For emergency response communications. So, and that's probably in most recent history time where hams were really, I think, highlighted and give them the respect that they should, because a lot of times people say, oh, move on with the old, right, so forth, so on. You have to have your basics and original folks to go back to. Yes, you have to evolve with time and whatnot, but you also have to have your basics, because when your updated goes, you have to be old school, too. You have to be versatile in both, and that's not easy to do. I realize that. So, that being said... Why did I read you the recent and uh, reasons? Right? Well, here are some of the advantages. And there's disadvantages, too, of about shortwave also. Uh, I could get into that maybe some other time. Maybe the purpose of my episode. But for future purposes, if this goes over well. So here are some of the advantages. One, governments have difficulty censoring them and stations, unlike Internet. To an extent, I should say. You have jamming stations. I've actually played these cut-ins before. Some of these are known as number stations. I played that. If you've heard this show enough and you heard the Spanish voice on there where the lady is speaking in Spanish and you hear the static, that's called a jamming station. I'm going to let you look that up. Look up. But look up number stations, jamming stations. There's various ways and signals that 
a government system or a person can do that and intermit the frequency. However, though, you have to have your own type of powerful source to do that. It's not just a signal. You have to be transmitting a pretty high power signal to jam other things. Let me get into the next, though. They can be used in emergency situations when internet or satellite communications are not in service for whatever that the means might be, right? And that's true because most, and I'll get into this in a second, why, right? But for the most part, a lot of these times, these things are battery operated by themselves. So if a satellite communication goes down, you can kind of make your own shortwave transmission, right? Depending on what you got. Shortwave radio travels farther than FM, of course, right? Frequency modulation only has a certain limit it can go to, and it pretty much stops there. Shortwave is less prone to interference in tropical regions. So, these last few things being said, very little infrastructure is needed for two-way distant communications. Three main themes, actually. A pair of transceivers, or you can actually have one, really. I actually have one, but sometimes depending on your model. But a pair of transceivers, an antenna, I'll get, I'm going to get into that in a second, and an energy, so, energy source. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the antenna part, this is where the difficulty of short-waving comes around, Okay. One has to have basic knowledge of electronics and or an idea how to make antenna. And believe it or not, people, it really doesn't take a genius to do that. I'm not a Harvard graduate. I grew up with radios. I grew up, yes, with seeing uh, my father build homemade antennas out of, (laughs) you know, out of uh, coat hangers and various other things. But I learned through basic electronics as a young age to how to do that. Now, some people may not be able to do that, but let me put it to you this way. An antenna is, I'm not even reading this off a definition, this is coming straight off my head, is no more, right, than an extension, basically, and or a source to transmit or receive more of a signal, right? So that being said, you can make the simplest antenna. You can be a MacGyver at this point, right? You really can. And find household materials, right? And maybe I could give you an example, right? Wires that aren't used anymore, okay? And maybe a simple metal core, right? To wrap it around, tape it around, things like that. What it is, is it takes a basic knowledge to know how to make antenna and then use it as the input into the radio in itself to, or whatever device you're transmitting from, to be able to get that signal better. So... In essence, what I'm saying is a lot of it is common sense. It just takes some forethought and a little bit of time. And I can tell you, as a man, you know, who like most of us is just an average Joe, you know, not much in the pocket a lot, you know, just I use the basic essentials how to make an antenna. And trust me, the antennas I make 
I would say are probably no more than $15. You don't have to go out and buy a lot of expensive CB stuff. I mean, yes, that's nice because there are themes in there that we can't generally get or unless you're certified in electronics, whatever it might be, right? But a good general antenna you can build, like I said, from household items, electronic items, I should say. But even then, basic simple elements that the earth has given to us, remanufactured by man, so we can use it for whatever reason, okay? My example, once again, metal pole, wrap some wires around it, some old whatever, right, connectors find that way and trust me it works I do this believe it or not with almost all my radios and even if you people who've been around me know they've seen me work stuff before right it's really crazy so that being said it does take some knowledge but what's cool about it is you realize that you made that and you caused your amplification in signal pickup which is cool because even though it's a longer process, like, you know, we have internet, right? Now, of course, with the internet, obviously I have a podcast, right? So someone from wherever can be like, oh, I want to hear glass, you know? Uh, I want to tune into here. I want to tune into podcast, podcast X. But the good part about this internet is that, yes, you can automatically type in the site, boom, there you go, and you're hearing that, right? And with shortwave, it's more of a patience deal. You have to literally know your tuning stations and or find what you're doing. Okay, But like I said, before the internet came along, this was stuff people would, and still are, but basically going into, uh, they would, it was like this mysterious voice coming from somewhere, right? You didn't know what this was but you knew that you liked it and that's once again speaking from my own process am i talking a lot today yes but that's what the goal of this episode really kind of is is to educate those out there who do show interest for various reasons that's why i'm not really rushing today so much or trying not to let me make sure i'm sticking on this but Okay, personal testimony. Sorry, I'm going by my notes here. Personal testimony on this is the fact, well, like I said, you know, I was raised around these. And many a times, as I said, this was something that, you know, I would do with, you know, my pops, you know, back in the day. And it's just something that soaked into me. But take into consideration of the mind I was, too. I was a small town kid at that point, you know. I I lived 10 miles literally out of town. I lived on a dirt road, okay. <laughs> we would go into shopping once a month. So we would go big grocery shopping and all that stuff, right? So I grew up in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right? The middle of the desert nowhere, I should say. And for me, hearing sounds coming from another country was such an exciting and as I said keep in mind I'm an 80s baby okay so this is way before internet it was there but you know it was only used for primary purposes so you know 
this was like hearing another world that I would never thought that I would ever hear or see, fill in the blanks, right? And so that's why the intrigue in me is so much there because it's like, you know, it's like a piece of the world I could never touch but I could at least hear or feel. And thus why I carry my show the way I do, you know, is I like to hear different things. I like to see things outside of my perspective. And shortwave radios for me were such even though I'm not a ham operator. I have a little bit of knowledge maybe where I could, but, you know, it's funny because I take it from the hobbyist point of view and the listener point of view in old world fashion, I guess, so to speak, to know that there's other things out there than us, right? I guess you could say. <laughs> and it's a nice feeling because it doesn't make you feel alone, right? I guess you could say in that sense. So, that being said, really fast, I do want to toss an idea out to you. It's last night I was watching an episode uh, on, I was watching a documentary on the Krakatoa volcano explosion in 1883. If it would not, one of the things that a lot of ham operators have to know is Morse code. Thus, you hear Morse code, right, on my shows. Hey, hey, now you're starting to see the link. Well, back in 1883, of course, that was, you know, keen of transmissions. You talk about keen of transmissions, right? But that was how info was being passed down from Krakatoa about when it was about to blow, so forth and so on. So you think about it, that's, these things are, it's not just the transmissions, it's the knowledge. Morse code is less used today, but you still have people out there knowing it just in case of hard times. And not just Krakatoa. You think about, you know, World War II, World War One. Think about every instance. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm talking a lot here, so I'm, I'm, I'm starting to fumble. But it's every major human catastrophe or disaster, whatever this might be, Transmissions, radio transmissions have been needed for quite some time now, or transmissions of a sort. So, you know, you think about the spies in World War One, World War Two. They were using crystals in the tube sets to enhance their uh, to enhance their transmissions. If you ever read spy stories, there's a lot of crazy stuff you hear how they. We're messing with radios. Really crazy. Really, really crazy. So that being said, from my own personal testimony, down to history, I guess you could say, that you see its impact in various ways. So, however it might be, that being said, I'm going to get into one more thing, and I'm going to get into what I'm calling... Actually, it says on my paper, Glasses Shortwave Mix. And this is the first time, this is like a world premiere. I've done the shortwave mix before. Episode 60, Llama Noise. I was doing it more for noise propagation, I guess you could say, and or sound. But this is just for pure listening enjoyment. And I might mix a few things here and there in it. Who knows? We'll see. I'm doing the mix after I do the cutting because I wanted to speak more today on this so that being said 
places and sites. I gotta get to this. I had a lot of notes I marked on this. <clears throat> okay, so for shortwave and shortwave ham education sites, first we have www.unesco.org. That's U-N-E-S-C-O.org. Also H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash S-W-L. That's shortwaving, but S-W-L-I-N-G dot com. These are for shortwave radio education sites. If this interests people, okay? Know more about the subject. Now, for ham radio education sites, you have hamradioschool.com. Great site. Teaches youth. It's amazing. Go to it. Check it out. That's all I can say. You also have www.a rrl.org the national association for amateur radio all right now this is sites to educate one about whatever then we have places and sites to buy them this can get tricky reasoning why this part can get tricky is because if you go to google and say places to buy shortwave radios you're going to see, see things like Walmart or, you know, major corporations pop up. And yes, to an extent, but if you're going to the hobbyist form, not even just the hobbyist, but if you're wanting more intricate, you're going to have to dig a little deeper. That's why I wanted to get the right sites for you guys. And there are certain companies I prefer that radios I have. Example, I have a Grundig, okay? Edon uh, um, owns this Grundig or did. I think Grundig stopped making the high performance ones because, well, I'll get to that in some other point. But I have a Grundig radio. Grundig's known for its quality in listening and ability for shortwave enthusiasts, amateurs, etc. Right? That being said, I think I think Eton, um, I think they they don't sell a certain model anymore, but they still sell emergency radios. The hand crank radios, the one you've seen, and that's perfect if you think about it. Alternate source of power, crank it, gives you emergency situations. I've heard many a times where people have used those and, you know, good reviews, Let me shall I say. That being said, places and sites to buy them. First one is a very well-known site, but C Crane Radio, but www.ccrane.com. That's C-C-R-A-N-E.com, right? C Crane makes a lot of smaller versions and bigger versions, but they make ones for portable uses, uh, household uses, things like that. Here's the one I have start, www.universal-radio.com, okay? That site sells a lot of pure ham geek stuff, but it also sells a lot of material. That's a good site to go off of. In fact, I think I won't even get into it. Granger is another one. We are we hear the commercials, but Granger.com you can get them off of those and www.etoncore.com, E T O N and C O R P. Obviously, they sell Grundig material. And Eton. It's the merger, basically, in essence, between those two. But if you're... So when you type these things in, it can be kind of a little bit of a mystery, but that's where your research has to come in, what your preference is, you know, what you want to do. It all depends on 
your usage of it, right? You don't have to go out and get a big, you know, big one. You can get a little portable one, maybe to hear some other AM stations somewhere or whatever, right? So, that being said, I know I spoke here off, but I'm not done yet. But I had to give you this because for me, as I said, I really wanted to do this episode for a long time. And I am so glad I got to, excuse me, do do it now because I'm getting this one off my chest. You know, it's kind of like a bad confession. (laughs) Father, I have a confession, right? (laughs) So, um, yeah, let me get into this, though, now. I want to, there's no introduction into this. There's no what record this came off of. This is pure glass right here. This is my shirtwave radio mix, and I hope you enjoy it. And I will be back after this is done. So don't leave or go anywhere. Um, I'll be I'll be back. So welcome once again to Glass's shortwave radio mix. Talk to you in a second. God and the yes. father of this and to so visit now, the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and at to keep himself unspotted from you know, the world. Was it last Listen, week, God's plans for you In the last okay. week, oil in the derivative market was trading at zero, then below zero, negative, and it got down to thirty dollars or something. How in the world is a barrel of oil worth negative thirty dollars?
Work together. And most important, leave no one behind. Together, we can reduce inequalities and re energize struggling economies. Like the coronavirus. Un callito, una ampolla, no se dan cuenta porque la sensibilidad ha cambiado porque también se ha afectado la circulación. Si usted comienza a notar, por ejemplo, hormigueo, falta de
Assis, Canada. Temps universel coordonné. 4 heures, 23 minutes. 4 hours, 23 minutes. And there you have it, the world premiere of my shortwave mix. And hopefully, hopefully, I'll get the second into this in a second, but more to come. I would really honestly love to be doing more of these. So this right here, I have in my notes. I'm just going to read out to say straight up what I wrote down in shorthand. Call to all ham operators, shortwave operators future inspirers, producers, and experimenters. So, I, uh, my man's talking back there. Beautiful day outside, right? Uh, <laughs> the, uh, one of the things I really enjoy about doing a show like this is that I can put out my own type of ideas and thoughts and whatnot, right? And try to bring out the things that need to be heard, whatever it might be, right? It can range from whatever level, music, thought. It's like I always say, a show is meant for music education and or thought education. So that being said, this is basically my call out. And I know I have people out there who are like me in this sense, but call out to, like I said, to all the ham operators out there to all the amateurs, the hobbyists, the producers, people who do music, to experimenters. But, you know, I want to get that in a second. But realistically, I'm going to get into, for those out there who do this sort of thing already, you know the culture is dying down a lot because of, well, improved technology, and nowadays you can do shortwave even on internet, actually, believe it or not, folks. I, I don't know. I should have looked those sites up for you. My bad. We'll get into that in another episode. I have a feeling this episode will kick some interest off to at least even one or two people. But you can actually tune in and listen. So my whole thing is that this because the culture's dying down and they don't make these they make the sets but it's just not as popular and it, it's not spoken about and i feel like almost to the point like we're not loud enough about it or maybe we need to be more loud but then again that's the underground sometimes the underground right probably one reason why i love it and underground scenes underground isn't always noisy it's sometimes the most quietest thing but when you get into it it's like wow you know like <laughs> Hold on here, right? There's more to this than what we realized. So, in many ways, this is my call to a lot of people out there who are into this sort of thing. 
And what I'm asking, in some essence, without babbling too much, is let's educate people on this. And if you're a listener and a person out there wherever in the world that does, like me, who's a hobbyist on this stuff, and collects these same sort of data or listens to these same sort of things, link up with me and or others and let's see what we can work out, you know? Let's start educating people more about these sort of things that are alternative to just the other types of information gathering and or types of communications, right? Like I said, you always have to have a backup to your backup like computers, right? You always have to have a backup to your backup to your backup's backup. <laughs> so, right? Same here. Same scenario. Same scenario. Because if we let that one individual, whoever that might be, who's never done anything like this, who shows interest, they're like, wow, this is some crazy stuff. You, We just, who knows where that can go down to. And, you know, it's an amazing idea, right? One person can affect someone else anyway, right? Let's keep that in mind. That being said, I do have to say this, is a lot of people, a lot of times they get compliments, and thank you, to, by the way, to all the compliments and shout-outs to everyone around the world, um, whomever the individuals might be, who say, where do you get all these things? Now you know. As I said, I don't go into a production machine and, you know, record and then manipulate it. This comes straight off raw data material. So because of that, if you like the sounds you hear, right, basically in some essence it's free sampling without, samp without really getting in trouble. But I hate to say it, but it really is. You know what I mean? Because you do it the right way or whatever program you take, you can really kind of mess with these things and have fun and not worry so much. And because of that, as I said, I get a lot of producers and a lot of people say, no, that's interesting stuff. Well, there you go. Um, look up shortwave radios, ham radios, whatever it is. And not just that. If you say, hey, you know, Glass, can I get some stuff from you? Uh, things that you've recorded. Yeah, you know, hit me up. We'll talk about it. You know, I do, uh, I do definitely work with that. So, for, as I said, future inspirers, producers, and experimenters, or people who just purely enjoy what I did, you know what to do now. I gave you the info. You can go back. You can listen to it. But now you have a greater understanding of where this is coming from. Or I hope you do. If not, hey, you know, I still had fun making the episode, right? Hey, thank you for listening. That being said, one last thing. And I might go out on some outro static material. I might not. I might say that. We'll find out. This will be a surprise even for me right now at the end of the show. But general info, I do have social media, as I say before. I have a Facebook. I have an Instagram. I'm still figuring out the Instagram, primarily because I don't have a, a modern-day phone, and I can't post. So I'm just kind of there to be the nuisance to be there, right? <laughs> you can't post from a personal tower computer. I learned that. So 
I'm just working with my uh, Aesthetic Soundwaves page right now on Facebook, which you just type in Aesthetic Soundwaves. I'm right there. You can look up me up on Instagram. I'm there also. I do have a Tumblr, same name. I also have my archives very, at this point, with uh, Ruckus Avenue Radio. I, I have my archives on Ruckus Avenue Radio. Please make sure to go check them out. And also on my main site, too, at podbean.com, aestheticsoundwaves1.podbean.com. You can hit me up. In fact, that's really, folks, if you want to message me, the two ways, one of the two ways to get a hold of me. One, get a hold of me on my Podbean site because that has every single one of my 82 episodes that you can tune into or haven't heard, whatever, right? Send me a message on there. If not that, send me a message on the uh, on the social medias if you want. I'll get back with you on that. And also my email, defjuke at yahoo.com. That's one lowercase word. That's D-E-F-J-U-K at yahoo.com. Hit me up on that. Use the subject as aesthetic sound waves. Put whatever... And then whatever else from there. That way, just in case, I know not to delete it. So, you know, there's a lot of multiple ways to get connected with me. And I'll be honest with you. A lot of episodes this season, I've been doing a, a call, you know, a, an emergency call to some people on certain things. One was a theater episode. This is kind of my other one. As I said, shortwave heads. I'm going to, that's my own terminology right there. I'm uh, I'm just going to call, you know, shortwave people that for the second. But people, this is our time to start bringing the knowledge to people and educating them, right, about these sort of things because, well, it needs to be done, right? So, and if not, hopefully this was a good listening pleasure for you guys. Either way, I'm going to sign out. For the day, I think I spoke more than enough uh, from what I'm getting my time in here. I did a 30-minute, 40-minute, excuse me. It's okay. You're going to get a treat next episode. And what I mean by a very special treat, you're going to get a DJ who I've been wanting to get for a bit. He is, who is blessing us with his, you know what, with his reggae sets. I'm just going to blow it right now because I realize this has probably been two hard episodes for the viewer to hear. But I'm going to bless you with uh, a DJ who's blessed me with the, one of his sets. He's actually going to do a four-part series for me. Mad respect, mad, mad respect to my brother, man. But tune in to next episode because it's going to be a special beauty. That being said, though, I want to uh, go out now, I guess, on this note, and uh, I will speak to you next time, next wave on Aesthetic Sound Waves, and you guys have a good and safe day, world. Keep your heads up, stay strong, you know, just be safe, take care of your families out there, we're, we're going to be in this scenario for a while. And it's important to keep that mental straight, you know? So keep your mind clear, stay focused, and uh, don't let this thing get you, you know? Don't let it get you. That being said, you know what? I'm going to go out with a little bit of a mix on this show. I just, I just came up with a decision right now. <laughs> I'm going to shut up, though. 
a, a little bit more. So that being said, this is your man, Glass, signing out with a little bit more of a, a Glass mix. And I will speak to you next time, next show, with a very special guest DJ. Shout-outs to that individual. I know he's listening. So thank you, everyone, everywhere. Like I said, be safe. Take care of yourselves. Biggest priority right now, okay? So, till then, this is your man, Glass. Till the next wave. Signing out. Have a good day. Execute Beckett. They made their way to England from France. They were there with their king, his royal knight. Well, listen to the soundbite. The other thing, what about your, what about your laptop? Have you, have you got the computer there? Same. Yeah, look at it. It's yeah. a screen to be a kind of man. I know, I know. Yeah, no, you're, you're, it's not even cool, though. sense of empathy and respect. You're the river. You're the river that irrigates this great nation and makes it all possible. Thank you. And good night from the Roadhouse and the Tippecanoe River. But overall, it seems people are attracted. When a new wave is activated that has a higher frequency than, than the previous wave, then people are attracted to that. They will go in that direction. And, and it's just a matter of time until that happens.